On this Info Pilgrims Live, we talk all things cultural phenomenons. What are they, and why are they vital to the success of our society? That's definitely a mouthful. It's a good one anyways, guys. You do not want to miss this episode, so let's get right into it. Oh my goodness, we'll just get going yeah. to start off that. How's it going everyone? I am Jack May here with David Dolby for Info Pilgrims Live. And today we're going to be talking all things cultural phenomenons. David, what does that even mean to you first and foremost? I don't think you said that right for some phenomenons? reason. So it meant Phenomena? nothing. Well, cultural phenomena. Phenomena. But did you say phenomenons? Did I say phenomena? I don't know what the phenomena. is. It sounded strange. Whatever. Cultural phenomena, I think... <laughs> Interesting that you ask what that means, because I never really thought about what it meant to me until just now when you asked. And I feel like it is something that happens that surprises or shocks the culture. So something that's different than the way things have been going. So if you're like a river, it's like a rock in the river. Ooh, and like it maybe that. doesn't change the course, but you're definitely aware of You're making presence. ripples. Yeah. You're doing something to it. I think that's a great definition. For me, like we're starting to see it more prevalent in the social media age. I think is the best way to describe it. That um, these people who are famous can say certain things and completely change the dynamic and the thought process of that thing over time. And like, let's use for example, we were talking prior to the show, LeBron James. Prior to this whole chaos with China thing, it was just a couple threads on Reddit, you know. Oh, Hong Kong is, you know, in trouble. They're fighting for their independence. Not a lot of people actually took it to heart. No one was actually thinking about it. But the moment the NBA and LeBron James, uh, more importantly, got involved into this whole fiasco, I hate calling it a fiasco because it's a country fighting for its freedom, the whole dynamic of the thought process changed. I would say LeBron James became that that rock that was put into the river and created a crazy ripple effect. That's That's interesting to me. Do you think that like these icon people like celebrity power is big now so mm -hmm. to boil it down i guess it's the people with the blue checks mm -hmm. on what was that instagram Red, both Red, yeah uh, like Twitter, verified yeah. people who everybody knows their name they have a certain power of position because people know them so if mm -hmm. i say something uh not many people will hear it won't generate news so it might not be a big rock in the in the river yeah. but if one of these guys says it just because of their social status it will have a greater influence. Do you think people will think different ways after hearing one of them? Like if I said oh, yeah. something, it wouldn't affect the way people. Oh yeah. You, you think about it. It's, it's some people look to, even though they've never met LeBron James, they feel like they're part of his family because of his Twitter or because of the way he right. interacts with fans because of the way he thinks people want to think like him. And like, I'm not saying the majority or just, I, I will say that there is a minority of people that are following these people who take their word as the truth. So LeBron James basically saying, how about we, we should play that clip so people yeah. understand what we're saying first. Here we go. Let me if you play don't it. know, now you know. Hit us. I just think that, you know, when you're misinformed or you're not educated about something, um, and, and I'm just talking about, um, you know, the tweet itself, you know, you never know the ramifications that can happen. Um, and, um, you know, we all seen what that did. Um, not only did 
um, for our league, um, but for all of us in America, uh, for people um, in China as well. And sometimes you have to think through uh, things that you say that may cause harm not only for yourself but for, for, for the majority of people. So I think the best way to describe what he's saying is the general manager, Daryl Morey, for the Houston Rockets, put out a tweet in support for Hong Kong. Oh, I had it pulled up. Keep going. Yeah. So the Daryl Morey, who's the GM for the uh, Houston Rockets, put out a tweet, supported uh, Hong Kong. Everyone started, you know, going crazy, like, oh, my goodness, the NBA is getting involved in politics. You, you have it ready? Morey tweeted an image with the message, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. That's it? That's it. Wait, wait, for real? That's, That's it? it. So people are getting all worked up and getting into like co- like country politics because of a tweet saying like let's stand up for our country, and so yes, I think to an extent the NBA itself is, I wouldn't say an extension of our country, but you're looking at me weird. Oh well, I, I mean it's definitely a product, and it's it's like an arm of the country. Yeah, it, of the United States. They're, they're getting very uh, multi. Yeah, national they, like they go out they do stuff in china and india Serbia, and all these places this, yeah. they have their own leagues in these countries but like the point is i think people have always thought sports personalities need to stay out of politics so the fact is when a figurehead for a, a team is putting out his ideals then everyone inside of the nba itself thinks oh i need to put out my own stance on this and then everyone asks lebron james and you know if you look at his answer, it's very politically correct. He's saying, you know, he needs to be careful with what he posts. You know, it's not just going to affect him. It's going to affect everyone. But the way he phrased it at the end was very pro-China. Like, because, oh, we're getting, we're getting attacked because, we, if you listen to the whole transcript, we're getting attacked over there because, you know, uh, we're playing games over there. And it's like, you can't say that, dude. Like, this is a country that's fighting for its independence. We're a country that was founded on fighting for its independence. So you're going to come across as a communist, and like rightfully so, people are putting out T-shirts with LeBron James in uh, <laughs> in a Chinese little kebab hat. Oh, really? It's pretty yeah. funny looking. Uh, LeBron's personal or his social media image has gone through a lot of different yeah. changes. He's that, got that a diverse hairline. past. Yeah, uh, I'm going to recap what happened in like uh, beginning yeah. to end. I feel quick. like we're just jumping all. Yeah, because yeah. you and I like basketball, and NBA, but some people don't really care about NBA. For whatever reason, it's a great sport. Dude, I get it. Is it is the best sport. No defense, blah, blah, blah. But, um, all right, so the NBA has a big presence in China. It started with the Houston Rockets. They drafted Yao Ming, Correct. who was that super tall guy that was born in China. Super tall. He was super tall. <laughs> People know Yao Ming, yeah. even if they don't want know basketball. And in fact, cool thing about him was I think the doctors told him at a young age he would never be able to play sports because he had like unusually accelerated growth hmm. in his bone structure and body and whatnot. That's because he was made in a lab in China. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, Jack's crazy with conspiracy theories. But no, Yao Ming, from you. <laughs> Yao Ming came to the Houston Rockets and it established like this alliance between China and America just through the NBA venue. Mm-hmm. And as the NBA grew as not only like a sports um, organization, but as like a big money making corporation, I feel like mm-hmm. money is generated by the NBA. In yeah. fact, all professional sports generate tons of money. China would begin to capitalize on that as well. And the NBA would do games in China. I think they played preseason games. There's an active relationship that's, between... That's what's happening right now. Yeah, and I always games. thought even like the Houston Rockets uniforms looked Chinese because they were like red and the calligraphy was more oriental. It's true. Check it out. Houston Rockets, they remind you of China a little bit. 
they're red. I said that already. But anyway. They're red and they have the, the, the whatever, the yellow uh, symbols. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's a dragon. I'm not sure. There's not a dragon. T-Mac. T-Mac was the... Tracy McGrady was oh the dragon. Goodness. Okay. But uh, recently, of course, the Hong Kong protests have been taking place. And the Hong Kong protests have really been about these people in Hong Kong fighting against the Japanese government... Sorry, the Chinese governmental control. And the Chinese were trying to implement a more communistic-style government on Hong Kong, which had been traditionally more democratic because of European influence from the past, which we got into, I think, a couple episodes Mm -hmm. ago. So uh, I don't know if you've seen as much news. I don't know how much news they've been getting, but I follow a few Instagram pages that, like, find the hard to find news and just throw it in my face so it's like mainstream for me i'm like every day i'm seeing different (laughs) protesters getting shot by riot police and everything the situation is very turbulent like there's a lot of people they started waving american flags they were standing up for it appears and this is only from the outside looking in that the hong kong protesters are fighting for like democracy and freedom against a over controlling regime that's trying to say no do this and we all hear the stories about china censoring things and how google made deals with china to remove certain searches and all that oh, so, winnie the pooh yeah winnie the pooh <laughs> i guess is uh what they likened to the Mao. chinese yeah prime minister or two caricature but um <laughs> the houston rockets one of their managers or office members tweeted out what we said it was uh stand with hong kong stand for democracy mm-hmm. so he was taking a stance and and it when you and this is the thing that i think is important because a lot of the backlash has said like even the owner of the rockets removed the tweet and said hey all right we don't we aren't a political organization we're here to play basketball mm-hmm. but the people on the streets of hong kong they don't feel like it's a political issue that they are fighting for life, life va- yeah, yeah life values <laughs> So this guy was standing with them, and he was saying, I support democracy, which is an interesting stance nowadays, especially because America is built on democratic uh, structures mm. and whatnot. And that was, that's not the norm in all countries, or it wasn't necessarily the norm for a long time. Democracy is a unique system of uh, government and, I don't know, control, mindset, whatever. Different things. It's a nuanced subject. It's not a dictatorship. No, yeah. It's supposed to give people more control over their destiny. Yes. Which is what people want. They want to be able to control their destiny because they know they're going to die at the end of their life. And they want to know that part of their life can be under their control. Mm. And uh, so he was standing up for them. And after he tweeted that, the Chinese government had a lot of backlash towards the NBA. So they canceled all the NBA activities in the area. And they banned the NBA, I'm pretty sure, from operating in China. LeBron, I believe, or members of the NBA were currently in China playing preseason basketball yep. games. Yep, They're, they had a two-game uh, series with the Nets there. So, and I don't, I wasn't privy to all the uh, closed-door meetings, but I'm sure somebody came up to the Lakers organization was like, "Hey, you guys have to go. China's no longer allowing NBA in here." Mm-hmm. And they were probably like, "Oh, why? We still have games." Oh, because this guy tweeted he stands with Hong Kong. So LeBron's comment was backlash towards the fact that he was getting booted out. And what he was saying was, listen, this guy tweeted something when there was a lot of issues going on and he didn't realize the ramifications of that. The problem with that and the, the reason why people are upset with that, even though LeBron has points, because it was like, hey, this guy tweeted during a time where there's Americans over there trying to get things done. Like, I could see yeah. the mindset of, is yeah. this the best time right now? Yeah. For a lot of issues. But when the issue is freedom and people's lives... 
that's why Americans over here sitting on our couches are saying, LeBron, how dare you put money and sense over these people's freedoms? Like, what do we really stand for? Mm. And I think this is a wake-up call, and LeBron is kind of the fall boy for this. Mm. But America really hasn't stood for freedom in certain ways. They've stood for dollars and cents. And LeBron is a product of that mentality. So he's voicing the thoughts that America has run on for the past, I don't know, Recent history, dude. I'm just gonna sit back and let you talk this whole episode because you're just on a roll. Dude, I does love that it. make sense, dude? That, that is perfect. That man. makes sense. So, I I watched the now you got me all big headed. Like, oh, no, yeah, no. I'm the one. I am the one they want. <laughs> what is that song? I don't know. <laughs> but no. Um, so Lebr- LeBron James he voices an opinion that is clearly moral morally wrong. Mm-hmm. And this gives, and this is a slippery slope. It gives the Americans a chance to achieve moral high ground. And I think, okay, you want to talk about cultural phenomena, like the meta, the the viral stars, the Justin Bieber's, the kid that yodels at Walmart. What do we see with all these characters that become grassroots famous? The organization comes in real fast and and seizes I don't want to say seizes control oh. but they capitalize on it they're like Justin Bieber he's a money man yeah. let's get him with a deal let's get him with an agent let's start pumping this out to the masses yodeling kid at Walmart he's a money man let's put him in a Katy Perry music video let's do a song old country road whatever let's capitalize capitalize on this so LeBron James he he says something that is probably the motivation for a lot of people even though they don't want to admit it he's saying this tweet hurt my my uh, my capital, my yeah, revenue. This hurt my money at a time that wasn't convenient, and it was also this guy could make a moral claim to righteousness. Like mm. this guy feels good because he's standing with the Hong Kong protesters, and because he decided to say that at a certain time, we're losing a ton of money and a ton of connections with China. And he's probably thinking, America, you say you're about like morals and stuff, but that's not what we've been running on. We've been running on dollars and cents. What's increasing the capital? And I guess the Rockets head manager, like I said, removed that tweet and said, we are not a political organization. And the sad part about that is this is no longer a political stance. This is a moral stance. But I think LeBron James, because this is such a viral cultural phenomenon, he will become the villain, which is the role he's already fulfilled so Mm -hmm. many times. And they will twist that into ESPN. They will amp up their ratings, and people will watch just to see LeBron go down. And that's what I was going to say. I think that you know, for every war, for every skirmish that we've been in, we've always had to identify someone as a villain to kind of as a scapegoat to start the war. Uh, yeah, to make us feel better about and, ourselves. Yeah, like because we can't put a faceless, you know, Hong Kong. Uh, what are they called? What you said Hong Kong, but a Hong, Hong Kong, Kong, Hong Kong. Yeah, I was trying to think of the way. Hong Kongian? Yeah. yeah. Probably. Oh, sorry. My dog's licking my foot, so it freaked me out for a second. Yeah. But um, no, I, I think that you can't put a faceless person behind this. So we can put LeBron James. And if you really look at his statement, there's nothing super divisive on it. It's basically all it says to me is like, hey, this hurt my money. We should be careful what we say when it's in, uh, involving me, blah, blah, blah. It's not him siding with China per se. But because someone, the, the society needs someone to put as the face, LeBron James fits it perfectly because he, like you said, he's been a villain before. Why can't he do it here? He is a villain in the NBA, and I, I don't like him <laughs> as a player. Yeah, yeah. Because well, I didn't like him when he came to Miami either. But he's done a lot of good. Shut things. up, man! You I, got two championships. No, I don't out care. I never wanted him. The, oh the way gosh, LeBron you, rivalry was you, way better than the camaraderie. You're an idiot. But anyway, idiot. true Miami two, fans will two, agree with me. Two, no. 
It's not about championships. It's about the storyline. Championships are weak. Are the storyline is forever. Can, I'm the bad guy how, now. Who? How am I the bad? The I, NBA is about championships, and this comes into this whole topic. It's not about politics. It's about playing basketball, keeping your head down. I'm not trying to tell you to shut up and play basketball like ooh, that one woman did yes. a while back on Fox News. No, but I definitely think there's a time and a place for everything. And right now, with that country so divisive, this is not the time for us to for a basketball player to make our political stand. This is a time for our politicians. To stand up and make the decisions for us. I don't believe basketball players should be the ones on the front lines fighting these battles. But with a a platform where you can speak your opinions to everybody, is it wrong to say something that you believe in? Okay, and this comes into the whole fact is I think LeBron was wrong, and that's my opinion. I can't be that. Uh, well, let's get straight to opinions, yeah, yeah, Jack. Let's yeah, get yeah, to no, opinions. I, I'm cool with that, but I think that the problem is he is not an elected spokesperson for us. Whether, you know, we've put him on this pedestal, he is not an elected spokesperson. He's not a person we want speaking on the behalf of America. We Who, didn't, LeBron? Yeah, LeBron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so that's my problem with this. I, I'm 100% behind them supporting, you know, politicians. But those politicians were elected to be that sp- spokesperson. Let them put their foot in the mouth. And then we can have our uproar. When LeBron James does this, it makes us look weak as a country. Because it shows that our support... And our decisions are made by basketball players. So what is the point of our politicians? So when Mao speaks with our politicians, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is all taken care of. And it's like, no, LeBron says something completely different. And he's obviously the one who's running your country because look what's the number one storyline for the past week and a half since he's made these comments. I think this is a good point that you bring up that our um, social media stars or and that Mm. would include like actor, anybody who gets a lot of views. Yeah which includes uh, athletes and the whole group, they have an unusual amount of weight given to their comments where what they say is something that people have to react to. And I think it is true. Like maybe we're taking the opinions of these people too seriously, but at the same time, the opinion of anybody should be taken seriously because that's their opinion. I mean, I'm not saying that that should guide us how we act, but I'm LeBron said something that, allegedly he believes in and i think there's moral fault to the the motivations behind his statements which is a hard thing to throw at anybody you really shouldn't cast stones yeah but um like that yeah throwing at me you shouldn't have done that jack well no i did it i'm doing it right now (laughs) i know we both did yeah we just feel the guilt within us but um yeah it it is it is true that what lebron said was this guy was speaking out of a misinformed uh Un, un um, knowledgeable position when this guy was basically saying these Hong Kong processors are um, supporting democracy and fighting for their freedom. So what LeBron was basically telling this guy was shut up and dribble. Yeah. And the interesting Ooh. thing was, Ooh. Oh, well, I got that from a Reddit post, uh, okay. full disclosure. Somebody else made the connection, but the same ideas are there. It's like, when they told LeBron to shut up and dribble, everybody freaked out like, Damn. no, no, no. And now LeBron's telling this guy, hey, we're just a basketball team. Stay out of politics. Dang, so it's like, it. choose. Which one do you want? Do you want to be a political influencer? Do you want to do you want to speak on the moral platforms of the world? Mm. Or do you just want to be the best at your sport, perform at a super high level, get a ton of money, and then write in your journal like the other Americans mm. you know, who write in journals? I think you make a good point. Like we've said multiple times, like, what LeBron said really wasn't that bad. He's just all about protecting his own money. At the end of the day, that's what that tweet, yeah. the majority of us interpret that tweet to say. But like that's the part that kind of frustrates me is 
He didn't say something stupid there. So what happens when he does say something stupid on that platform about China? What then? Because obviously we've seen how divisive this just this one tweet or not this one interview he had has done to our country. So what's to say for him being tomorrow just going, yeah, F Hong Kong, you know, America stands with China. Like, like granted, he won't because he's a lot more intelligent than that. But like, let's just think hypothetically, like that's the kind of platform that scares me when someone's not in politics and they have that kind of power. Because that's the thing when disasters start happening. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe I'm super cynical, but I don't think the politicians are saying a lot of great things either. No. Uh, so I, I would welcome anybody who's saying stuff and standing for truth. I think the, the thing America needs to realize, and the thing that – that's so pretentious to say. <laughs> but I think that the helpful, the helpful consequence of this is that LeBron reflected the mindset of – like corporate money making America, yeah. and that's that's something that's in all of us. That's not something that's like, oh, it's just the Republicans yeah. or oh, it's just the the conservatives. That that idea of collecting as much capital as you can and amassing your wealth for your comfort, that's the American dream. Mm. That's like yeah. that's what's motivated us, and that mindset says, all right, side with China so we can make more money with them. But people are realizing, like, to side with China, you lose a piece of your soul. The piece of your soul that says, no, wait, freedom for other people is important. And, the, I mean, the China thing is getting interesting because they are hitting free speech hard over there. Mm. They censor things. And I don't know how much we're getting hit here. Also, maybe this whole podcast is blacked out. But, no, the segue. Beep, beep. So there I was at my grandmother's house, right, yeah. where I'm living. She doesn't get many channels, so I was trying to watch the Monday Night Football game. Not subscribed. So I was like, all right, NBC, what do you got? And this uh, show came on. It was like late night television. It was like Bluff City Law. It was oh, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard about yeah. that? It's like... The mom and the, the daughter and... Yeah. There's, like so there's a lawyer in some fictional city, and he's like a big shot, and he has cases. It's not like a show that everybody should be watching. I just look at it as a show that is put out on the basic channels that America can tune into if they're trying to fill like their 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock hour of night. And the episode was about a protest where somebody was killed, somebody was shot. There was two protesting groups. One was for a alt-right white uh, nationalist group and a white nationalist member shot, I don't know if I'm saying that right, basically a white supremacist yeah. shot another protester and killed her. Hmm. And the case revolved around tweets that the leader of the white supremacist group was making during the incident. And they were trying to say this guy's tweets were inciting the oh, shooter wow. to violence. So that was the plot of the movie. And by the end, the good guy was like the lawyer, the main character. He was saying these, tweet, this, these tweets and this guy that tweeted these is just as culpable as the guy yes. that shot. So the final result was like, Freedom of speech, yes, but if you're tweeting stuff that can incite people to violence, it's wrong. It's the same thing as yelling fire in a theater. Yeah, exactly what the episode was called, fire in a theater. Huh. But the parallels they were making, because, and this is just, I don't know, this is kind of ridiculous. I like when David's head goes down when he's well in the court <laughs> in the court case in the scene. I look at all the. I don't know if these these shows are a reflection of where the culture's at, or if they're a projection of where they want the culture to be. But either way, we have these these shows. So the the court case scene, um, the me, the main lawyer was 
showing pictures of the tweets mm. during the timeline of the murder. Mm. And he was saying, this tweet happened at this time, this tweet happened at this time. And all the tweets were right around the time of the murder. And the parallels were going to what Donald Trump tweets at, and to how people are, have been reacting. And they were trying to draw, draw a, cor- a direct correlation between tweets and people's actions. Hmm. So this sentiment, although you can see how part of it is based on like concern for the girl that got killed, yeah. obviously, and for the hate that can happen, it's, it's pointing the finger at the person who's tweeting things. And it's going in favor of not freedom of speech. That's the scary part. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. I look at it as the direction. We're not there yet, but the direction it leads to is some speech should not be allowed. Speech that is dangerous. And speech that is dangerous is a very gray area. Yeah. And it pretty much turns into speech that doesn't agree with you. Yeah, it becomes an opinion of the court. Yeah. Yeah, that's dangerous. <laughs> and so that's kind of the thing that China's uh, stands for. It's like we will limit speech that is detrimental to our government. And that is the same direction that Bluff City Law is trying to take NBC watching Americans. Oh, and that's the same thing LeBron signed on with. So there's these, there's this uh, meta vibe going on, if that makes sense. And it's pushing America to a, a realm where speech is very controlled. And it has to be – speech is – the ability to say things will be based on whether or not they add to the perceived right cause. Hmm. And, and that should be a decision made by the individual, not by a system of control. Because when the system of control makes that decision, you're subject to whatever the system of control thinks is right. Okay. And the system of the down. <laughs> is that a van? Yeah. I just want to say that. All right. So, so you're still hot. So I want to keep asking you some questions. So obviously we have the whole LeBron tweets and we've seen the repercussions of that. On the other spectrum, other side of the spectrum, we have South Park, which came out with an episode um, basically mocking China, and that was banned in China. And my question to you is, how is it that they're basically on two ends of the spectrum, one's pro-China in our eyes, and one's you know, anti-China with siding with Hong Kong, you know, making fun of them. How is it that the South Park one is not receiving any re- repercussions? Do you think it's because they're siding with the side of democracy and LeBron siding with the side of communism in people's eyes? Is, or what, what do you think of that? Well, when you say sh- shut up and dribble, you you mean like stay in your lane, whatever your skill is, mm-hmm. do that. And South Park's South Park's dribble is making like cynical critiques of the way the world is. Yeah. So they were basically staying in their lane when they make fun of China. They made fun of Muhammad. They made fun of the Christian mm. beliefs. They ma- they make fun of everything. The elections, gingers. So, yeah, <laughs> gingers. So they have the ability to make fun of things that are taboo without kind of, repercussions without repercussions because gotcha. that's what their role is but south park is making a stand against china and china banned them yeah. why why doesn't china want people watching south park because it will give people negative impressions of the chinese system of control like the, and the call out hits on winnie the pooh yeah so <laughs> so they've decided that's detrimental to their control now the only unnerving part about this is Imagine all our our politicians, which I'm sure some are well-intentioned and everything, but I think the American people on average can realize that the government no longer necessarily serves a righteous cause or the cause of the people. Mm. I mean, we've been in Afghanistan for 19, 18 years. And anyway, there's there's a lot of sly things going on. I think if we unravel the the stories and the and the truth and everything we'll find out that the government was basically trying to increase its 
capital, and that's not a shock to people. Oh. Like, like that's if you remove religion or if you remove God or a desire to be better than just yourself, you will serve yourself. And when you serve yourself on a political and governmental level, it is amassing as much power and comfort as you can for yourself. That's just the natural way. Hmm. But if the government, if the government of America has known that it's easier to control people when you control the information that's given to them. How much have we been censored and we don't know? Dang. You know? And I don't think it's as much as, say, China, but we like to look no. at China and be like, wow, their Google's controlled, and we think our Google's not controlled. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean we've seen the press hearings with uh, the uh, Mark Zuckerberg and about, like, yes, we, we are spying on you, and yes, things are being withheld, and and shown to you on purpose and it's like yeah oh so we, we are pretty much a dictatorship we just don't know because we're paying money into these corporations right <laughs> and i don't know how i don't know what level that is but i think it'd be naive to say that there's no level of that in our system yeah. of control yeah i mean so. we, let's be talk like we could probably keep talking about like degree deodorant and probably when we go on facebook one of us is going to have an ad for degree deodorant or yeah. some sort of deodorant i mean that's just the reality of the life we live in right now to get back to the whole South Park thing, I found it ironic that um, one of the, I guess, characters went onto the plane in South Park and was talking with a businessman. He's like, oh, I'm going to China to make money. Oh, I'm going to China to make money. It's Randy. Yeah, yeah I think <laughs> so. Randy's the best character. And, uh, and then the camera just slowly pans over and there's LeBron James sitting in the chair too. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, oh, look at these subtle shots of Dude, LeBron James. Because, yes. I mean, let's be real. That tweet was all about the money. I'm not trying to bring us back to that. We're talking about cultural phenomenons. So what do you think this ripple effect is going to have repercussions in the long term? What, what, is, what is LeBron's comments, the Daryl Morey's tweets? What is going to happen to the NBA? Is the NBA going to start monitoring players' tweets? Are going to start regulating you know, their press conferences? What, what are you expecting out of this? That's interesting because the NBA as an organization probably took some financial losses because oh, 100%, of this. yeah. So they might have to look into controlling what kind of political stances their players take on social media. So maybe there will be like blanket emails like, listen, keep politics out of your social media. Uh, it's just not a good time for you guys. It will basically be like the shut up and dribble mm -hmm. message that they might have to make. So you think that that's actually going to be done? I'm sure managers are saying, listen, guys, we saw what happened. Just don't put anything controversial. I know you have positions. You tweeting out, you stand with Hong Kong, is not actually helping them. It's just, you know, rewarding your own moral, like, cause. So just, uh, you know, keep that between your fan, friends and families, your allowed opinions. Just don't share them on social media. That's kind of like the, what Oof. the military would tell us. They'd say, keep your opinions of matters off social media. So you think, like, an NDA is going to be issued out to all these players where you don't discuss politics uh, or your contract can become void? Or, or you are subject to some kind of punishment. And mm. what that punishment is, I don't know. Because if somebody punishes uh, a player... to China. Yeah. <laughs> You have to join the Chinese basketball That's team. Right. Have fun. <laughs> but uh, I don't know um, what kind of repercussions it will be because if any repercussions go public, Americans are going to freak out and be like, how dare you punish Steph Curry for saying – but here's the thing. It, oh, it yeah. gets so weird because if somebody says, I'm not going to the White House, I don't care, I don't support him. It's that fine when it's our local politics. Yeah. I'm not trying to interrupt you. I think that's – it's so – so hypocritical. It is. And, and it all comes down to dollars and cents. It, that's 100% the truth. Whoever has the most money and whoever's flashing it in front of the NBA at the time. And we want to talk about how Adam Silver is one of the best, you know, 
commissioners of all time. He listens to his players. And at the end of the day, he serves 32 uh, people in this world, and that's the owners. Whoever, However that he can put more money into their pockets, that's all that matters. So basically, I definitely feel like this whole shut up and dribble thing is going to be sent out, and it's going to be obviously be more PC than that. And, you know, as much as I don't agree with LeBron's stance, I am appreciative to see basketball players have stances. Now, there was is there a better way for him to phrase that? Is there a better way to do that? Yes. But I think that it's dangerous when we start limiting our people as well. I know I'm playing both sides of it. Of the no, spectrum, it's, but, it's, but yeah. I'm scared of that. Like that's the fact. The fact is, LeBron James should be allowed to speak. He has over like 30 million followers on Twitter. These people follow him for a reason. They respect his opinion. They want to understand what his his thought process is. So for the NBA to issue that that discretion out to people is a very very dangerous. And yeah, we we're speculating here. Yeah, we yeah. don't know. If but it, I mean, look at our country. Our country's already divisive enough. Now you're basically having white owners because besides Michael Jordan, it's 31 white owners telling 300 plus black men because there's only like three or four white people in basketball now. Tyler Hero from yeah, Miami Heat <laughs> gonna be hot rookie of the year. Oh gosh, and so it. It's going to become a, a white versus black race discretion, and I'm scared of that because that's what it's going uh, yeah. to become. I could see that twisting. I could see it twisting into it's that, that direction. plantation mentality. People are going to see, as, oh, these guys are the rich, like they have all the money above all these black people playing for them, and it's like, I, I think the NBA can't do that discretion. I'm going to be completely yeah. honest. I think that if they do that, they're literally shooting themselves in the foot. Well, it'd be a tough thing. I don't know how they go about it, but I feel like if for them not to say anything, for them to be like, all right, it's cool, tweet whatever you want. That would be unusual for a business to take. This is like, my thought. Outside of the racial lines and everything. Your thoughts is sending out like, hey, you know, kind of watch what you say in politics, blah, blah, blah. I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a discussion and there's every tweet is going to be put under under scrutiny. Oh, like a review process? Like a review process. I think that each team is going to have a, a person assigned to everyone's social media handles. And anytime things are posted, bring, bring they get a notification. Bring, bring. They have to decide if that's allowed or not, and then they have the power to remove it or not. So that's I, the same thing. I just think that what they're going to do is, it's instead of saying like, hey, you can't say this, oh, we have a person who's going to make sure you don't say anything that could hurt your image. So and, it's going to be like sugarcoating, making the okay, players feel yeah. safe. Like, oh, yeah, this is for your benefit. We want to make sure you guys are protected so you don't say anything that hurts your image. Whereas it's and the way you're saying is like, no, you guys you guys work for us. This is my contract. And I'm maybe I'm taking your words out of context, but that's my thought process. I, I think we're trying to figure out how best. We got this. We need to run the NBA. How bestly, how diplomatic, how bestly, yeah, <laughs> put me in the NBA, how bestly. How, what's the most diplomatic way of censoring athletes from hurting their capital and I think you have to revenue? think egos with, <clears throat> with NBA players. Yeah, and I'm saying either way it's bad. What, what I would wish the NBA would do was say, hey, we actually all stand for democracy and we're playing in Hong Kong from now on. Thanks. That's what I wish they would do. I wish people would actually believe in something again. Except for China still controls Hong Kong, David. Well, I don't care. <laughs> so you're going to send our NBA players to get massacred? Yeah, sure, but with guards. We'll hire mercenaries. Pay a bunch of ex-vets to go Would guard Would you do them. that? 
Would I guard NBA games? Absolutely, dude. Are you kidding me? That's I could get some Jimmy Buckets autographs. I could go down and see some great basketball while holding a machine gun or something. I don't know. Let's let's put politics aside real quick. What do you think of the Jimmy Butler signing by your Miami Heat? He embraces the culture. No, I don't know. Jimmy Butler always seemed like kind of a jerk. Are you scared of what he can do to your team? (laughs) No. Dude, they are tough down there. They are 7% body fat. Those guys are shredded. They don't have thick skin. This just got really weird. I'm I'm just saying. talking about like their team. These guys' mentality is they're hard. They are hard men. (laughs) They are tough, disciplined. They are warriors down there. You do not bring your personality to the Miami Heat. You take the Miami Heat's personality. Everyone's, everyone said that about Tom Thibodeau in Minnesota. And Jimmy... Nobody said that about Tom Thibodeau. He is the coach who runs his players ragged. We got Pat Riley. We got the Don. Oh, my gosh. This guy is epic. I give you three months with Jimmy Butler before it blows we'll up see. in your face. We'll see. I think they're going to be top three seed in the East. Might make it to the conference finals. So you got Jimmy Butler, Bam... Bam Adebayo, who okay. is a freak athlete, passes dribbles as a, a big second. man. Who, who didn't you have one of those a couple of years ago? Isn't he in Portland now? Whiteside was. What? I don't like to slander people. Whiteside was not a freak athlete. He was tall. He was good. But Bam Adebayo, he's another level. He's a futuristic big man, Jack. Just listen, dude. I, I am. I, I, the Heat are going to be real. I can't convince you because you're a hater by heart. No, I can't. But Justice, when they have a good squad. I don't want to get into the details because people will just think I'm a hometown fan, just loving are, loving the guys. You're over but, here trying to hype up Bam Adebayo, whatever it's called. Adebayo. Bam Adebayo, whose first name is Bam. Not since the Flintstones have we had such an epic first name. Oh, gosh. It's a Bam Bam reference. Oh, my. God. Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> but, no, I'm hyped about the Heat, and I, I just wish – to get back on politics, because how dare you, sir? Oh, my bad. And not even politics. I'm talking about right and wrong. I'm talking about the ultimate, the scale. You know what the Egyptians had when they believed in afterlife? They believed that when you make it to the afterlife, there's this God, and he weighs your heart against the mat, M-A-A-T. And the M-A-A-T was like truth. And all of the bad deeds you had were placed on the scale. And if you if you outweighed the weight of like truth, you were condemned. If not, you were good. You in, entered like eternal bliss. So I don't believe in that. I'm not an Egyptian. <laughs> I don't believe it. Yeah. But this these are the themes. These are the themes that controlled civilizations. And one of the strongest ideas was. Was my life lived in a way that is true? And to believe in that, you have to believe in something that is actually true, which is more than just what gets you the most money or puts you ahead the most. Something that, whether good or bad, I, I don't mean good or bad, I mean whether it manifests itself beneficially to you or not, it is what you believe in. And that's what we need people to take a stand on more. We need more people to say, like, actually, wait, what do I believe about Hong Kong? I, do I think democracy is right? Yes. Do I think those people should be getting shot by riot police? No. Wow, I stand for them. And you know what? My capital, whatever. If I lose money because I believe in that, so be it. But take that mindset and take it off Twitter and Facebook and put it into your everyday life. Not saying that on Twitter and Facebook is pointless, but like live those ideas out in your everyday life and you can be an impact for change. Dang. David after college classes. Miami Heat for finals. Level. <laughs> oh, no, no, there's the one. Yep, I'm sorry. There's, it's always good for I'm one. I'm a prophet of doom. All right. All right. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that's, I think that should be America's takeaway. 
And so get it, off your butt, stop tweeting about it, do something. No, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Well, because anybody can say get off your butt and start doing something. That's the same thing those college ads say. I would say. But isn't that the first step you need to do? Is well, find out what made you mad about mm. the LeBron situation. Figure that dramatic interplay out in yourself and find out where you stand in life. Mm. Find out if you're the LeBron James or if you're the Daniel Morey more times than not. And that takes a bunch of different scenarios. I just know that I just got back from the Dominican Republic, third world country. They have nothing, no electricity, no water, no nothing. And what <laughs> Jack's, Jack made a drug symbol, but honestly, they probably have drugs, but not as much as you would think from a Latin American speaking country. You were probably know. in the white part of the country, to be honest. No, with I you. was in the mountains. This was like a village of like 30 families. Okay. Very small. But what it made me realize was America has material everything. Mm. We are in material heaven. We have our, our poor are rich by global standards. And you could say, well, yeah, it depends on what culture you're born into or what like area you're at. Like, I, I understand all that. But at the end of the day, we have access to more things than most people in the history of the world ever did. And there's a reason why we're so materialistically Driven. Uh, um, accomplished. Hmm. Because we strove for that and we got it. But the striving for that may not be a good thing. That's all I'm saying. Like, striving for material greatness might be actually the opposite of what humanity is supposed to do. All right, we're going to leave on that one. That's a really good quote. Is that good? We need, we need to cut that one out. Yeah. David. Put that in a tweet, yeah, Daryl Morey. 1990, 2019. Wait. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say my birthday, but then it's like, no. You when just basically said you're yeah. going to die this year? <laughs> oh, don't put that juju on me. I've been sick for like four days now. I'm Wait, like, why are you in my house then? <laughs> Breathing on all this uh, stuff. Uh, Sorry. All right, guys. Go down together. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, for David and I, we are out. Let's make America think again.
think of childhood friends and the dreams we had. We lived happily forever. So the story goes, but somehow we missed out on the pot of gold. But we'll try.